Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered kinesiologist, registered massage therapist. I probably said that in the reverse order because I don't know what's going on anymore. This is like take 18,000. This is happening way later than we expected, but we do have two really cool guests sitting on the other side of our Zoom. They've been on our broadcast. I don't like to say show. It's really weird to call it a show. I do find it's that. It's actually weird to when call it a broadcast. Say, when I don't people know what to call say it. your show is really cool, like what my show? show. What, what show? show? What are you what talking, talking about? about? What's a show? <laughs> Letterman has a show. We're just a bunch of chuckleheads that have microphones. <laughs> Mark really loves to say chuckleheads lately. I do. Hey everyone, do. it's Amanda. It's almost 10 p.m. and we are hanging out at home in our bedroom and we've got Ashley and Omar on Zoom. As Mark said, they've been on our broadcast, our podcast, our episodes. They've been on many episodes together separately. And the last time they were on, you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, I think was at the beginning of 2020. Is that correct? That was a long time ago. Yeah, it was February. Oh, no. Omar came on once solo since then. Yeah, he's nodding. Yes, yes, yes. Omar did one solo since then. Uh, But the last time you guys were on together was February 2020. And for those of you who didn't hear that episode, we can go back and listen to it. Basically, we had them on because Uh, We've known Ashley and Omar for quite a few years now. Um, Ashley and I have worked in the same clinic together. Omar and I I have done some like outreach work together. And um, they opened a clinic in February of 2020. So anybody listening right now just went, oh, but it was okay. It was okay, right? Like it, it, it was a it was a shitty situation. But you guys did your best with a shitty situation. So when we talked to you, things were great. Nothing had to be shut down. And then... February 2020. This is before things were shut down. Right. So we talked to them when they opened and they had their grand opening party, I believe, what, two days before we were instructed to shut down? Yeah, they're both just nodding. Yep, Mm. yep, yep, yep. So let's do a quick reintroduction for everyone. You guys can rock, paper, scissors if you like and uh, let everyone know who we're talking to tonight. Paper. My name is Ashley. I am uh, co-owners with Omar of Level Wellness Studio and we opened it in January of 2020. Um, and then, yeah, we had our big grand opening weekend, the weekend right before everything shut down. So that was a lot of fun. How was your grand opening weekend, though? When you look back at it, was it like a really good, really good go? The first day, yeah, because like everybody kind of was coming through. And then the second day, people were really starting to get nervous about all of the numbers. So they stopped kind of coming through and people that were supposed to kind of maybe showed up for maybe 20 minutes and then dipped really quick. But mm. I mean, overall, it was good. No one got sick. That's all. Like good. everyone was careful. They were washing their hands. They had lots of sanitizer. We could still do a little bit of like demo massage stuff. But I mean, no one, no one was sick after that. You know what? I I don't. I can't picture the timeline of this. Like, I I remember my last class that I you taught were in London the weekend they had their London, grand opening. Same timing. And and what was happening at that time? We had to have sanitizer everywhere we went. Because I remember I went on a mad tear to buy sanitizer yeah, to go to London everywhere. because I was like, what if the hotel doesn't have like I'm going to I need to have people uh, be able to sanitize. We went hands. and bought like crazy expensive hand sanitizer at, from like, like a, a gas a, station. Well, <laughs> it was a convenience store because yeah. I everywhere I went, there was zero. So I can't remember. So that's what that was the only thing that was going on. There were no masks or anything. No masks. There was yet. no telling people to stay home. None of that had happened yet. That no. happened. No. Days. OK, gotcha. Days later. So this is the sanitizer and craze. To be toilet honest, paper. This is still during the toilet, toilet paper, paper times. Craze. Okay, I was still during that weekend. Like Mark went to London, as he said, he went and got some crazy expensive hand sanitizer. You guys obviously saw some effects having your grand opening. 
I was still in denial. Like there was still part of me that was like, eh, it's going to blow over in a couple of days. It's fine. Everything's fine. Oh yeah. I was like, I don't know. Cause I don't have the news. I don't have cable. So it was like, okay, yeah, this is, it's bad, but I did not imagine that we would, that businesses were going to get shut down. Right. Really did not think it would go to the extreme that it went to. Once January, we were just hearing that COVID was starting to become a big thing. February, it was crossing borders like crazy. Right. And then by March, we were like, it's at what fucking Tim Hortons? And <laughs> that's when people started freaking out and buying toilet paper and yeast to make bread at home in like droves. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty crazy. Well, that, my friends, is Omar. Omar, why don't you introduce yourself real quick and then we will get into um, the updates of where you guys have been since February of 2020 when we all spoke last. Oh, yeah. I'm Omar Lunan, co-owner of Level One Studio. Um, I have had the pleasure of working alongside uh, Mark and Amanda uh, with Khan Institute for in many different situations. Mark has also beat me up. Amanda's witnessed um ashley has been uh not only my right brain in massage therapy that's the more creative side right also, side of the brain controls the left side of the body well okay, well you know what and then i'm accurate because you're left-handed okay exactly so, <laughs> brain <laughs> and uh also been one of my longest friends for many years so we have hung out we've chilled we've also laughed and cried and talked massage therapy for many years and actually i'm going to put this out I'm challenging Ashley and I'm challenging myself because going forward, we need to start being more active in um, tr in all types of spaces like trade shows. We need to start going out more. As far as the the when COVID hit and the, and the lockdown happened, it was terrifying because everybody had no idea what to expect. And I can honestly say for the first two months, I got the best sleep of my life. <laughs> I honestly, I was binge watching everything on Netflix and clearly eating, eating good. Um, <laughs> thanks to the syrup checks. But uh, once, once we heard that we were able to open again, just by keeping up protocols, Ashley and I were like, okay, let's hit the ground running, but let's make sure that we're following, you know, whatever the recommendations were by um, the ministry and, uh, and CMTO. And there were a lot of people who were hesitant. You know, they, they weren't sure. Not me. I dove onto Ashley's table. And, well, I mean, there were some people who were just like, I'm dying. I've been couch surfing and terrified for months. And um, after a while, people started coming through and we started telling everyone like, yeah, we've been open. Just like all healthcare providers, we've been open. Um, it's it, it was it was good. It was uh, it was great to be able to, to, to take care of people. But I really paid attention to the mental health concerns that were going on. People were isolated. They were afraid. Mm -hmm. I have a client uh, in particular who I, I'm thinking about who literally for the entire two years has not been near her family, has not gone to see anybody. A little extreme, and but misinformation is everywhere. We're in the age of misinformation. She had no idea, you know, if she should go outside, if, if she should go shopping. She ordered everything, wiped everything down before she put it away and said, nope, the government said I can't go outside. So just didn't. Um, but I'm, I'm glad that we were able to, to help a lot of people during the, you know, during the, the, the whole process of, of COVID and all the misinformation that was going on for sure. Yeah. So you guys had a very interesting start. I mean, you weren't the only ones, but aside from being a massage therapy space for anyone who didn't listen to the episode in 2020, part of your studio was a gym. 
So that must have been a shit show for you guys because it was gyms can open. No, they can't. Gyms can open. No, they can't. Gyms can open. Oh, the face I'm getting from Omar right now. Talk to me about the fitness studio. Oh, God. It's never it never really got a chance to open. We'd get a trainer in there and they'd work for like two weeks and then everything was shut down again. And then by the time the government was deciding that gym spaces were allowed to work, they were doing other things. Like one of the trainers uh, moved to a different province. Um, it, yeah, it was just an absolute nightmare. So it was really, we were very fortunate because the government 25% help thing, like where they pay, the they yeah. they'd pay, they'd pay 50%. If the landlord was willing to eat 25, they could charge the tenant 25. And so that backdated to April and it went April until the, until September, it was October before we had to start paying again. And it was like, thank God, because I had paid for the month of April. So for four months, I didn't have to pay any rent at all because it just rolled everything forward. And then the fact that we were able to open again kind of mid-June when we had all of the, you know, the check marks in the boxes. Um, we had those couple of months of just like kind of breathing and rebuilding because we we had to scale everything back. We were both only doing like four treatments in a day and staggering them as much as we could to make sure that we really did not have more than one or two people in the office at any given time. And it made it a little less scary. It never stopped being scary, but we could breathe a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And I think a lot of a lot of people were feeling that. I just want to go back to what you said about wonder, like the the gym never getting a chance to open. Sorry, Mark's wondering something. Well, I need I to hear this first. Things. I wonder I, there's two <laughs> things that I wonder. One that's on topic, one that's completely off topic. I'll go on topic first. I wonder why a whole bunch of gyms and not necessarily you guys, but you know, like a, like a large gym or not even, yeah, like a large gym that's something that might compete with a big box gym type of thing. I wonder why a gym like that didn't just go on a mad tear of hiring our kids. Our kids would have been able to work the whole time. You could have had people personal training the whole time because you're with your registered kinesiologist. One of the things that I said. <laughs> Untapped market. But I think everyone was having issues with hiring because the fact is that during this time where things were on again, off again, on again, off again, nobody wanted to take a job at a place that might be closed down. Like you said, you had a trainer and then you got to go back and then that trainer was like, fuck this, you guys might be closing down again in a few weeks. Like even, yes, kins could work, but I just can't see, um, you know, a regulated healthcare professional unless they really were desperate for a job taking a job at a smaller place that didn't have the proven clientele like they had just opened i can see how there would be some difficulties in hiring in that scenario i think there were so many opportunities there but what do i know? well but there was there was actually gyms that started working that as a loophole yeah and they, could. they were they were just getting they were just telling clients to make sure that they had a doctor's note because yeah. then it was medically referred fitness and exercise, and that was the loophole that they were using. Yeah, bylaw showed up. Bylaw is not medically relevant, so they're not allowed to ask for doctor's notes. And so that's how they were sort of loopholing. So interesting. It's really interesting. Well, some of them were bringing cameras and saying, "Oh, we're just doing this for social media," and there was no restrictions on film 
You know, if it, if it's for business, yeah, 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 we do know that. Yes, we do, right? Because we have a we have a broadcast company, so we were able, we were permitted by law to have people come in and be unmasked in 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 our office and so on. My other completely unrelated question, though, because I I didn't want to lose it. I didn't want I didn't want this to go as far as it did before I got to ask my question. Ashley, you live by yourself, right? And and yes. and I'm yep. I'm envious, not, I'm, I knew I just said I'm that not, wrong. I'm not going to get angry. Okay, good. I'm not envious, like that's what I want, but I'm envious in the idea of like, just, just, I'm an introvert and there's a lot of things that I like to do. I have a lot of hobbies and a lot of my hobbies involve noise <laughs> and it's really interruptive to other people. So I refrain from a lot of the things that I would love to do, like bang on my drums or play my guitar or play my bass or play really loud music, whatever the case is. So I refrain a lot from that. And then someone who lives by themselves, that's where I'm envious because you just get to do all that shit that I got to put in the back pocket for a little bit. Does does a COVID restriction got to stay home? Is that like, fuck, this is, this is great. <laughs> <laughs> is it like that or 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 are you now or is it just like a little bit of a mind fuck you're like well i don't even have the opportunity now if i wanted to not that i really want to but i don't even have the control to do that so <laughs> um yeah this is where i become like the weirdest person um i am absolutely a hermit and total introvert and i love people not being anywhere near me you, you and I are very much the same person in a lot of ways, Mark. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Amanda has commented that to me many times. <laughs> um, I need friends. <laughs> but what I, what I did, though, um, I love comedy. I love stand-up comedy. I even did a five-minute set. That's an entirely different fucking oh, wow. thing. I knew that. And someone drew a picture of her doing it, and she sent it to me. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a stand-up comic that I've been following and familiar with for years, and he had started doing um, live streams on YouTube, and I helped actually build, like, a community of people, like, across the world during the initial lockdown, because we were all, like, talking on YouTube, and then a bunch of us were like, let's talk in Facebook and just chat. And so we were using Zoom and Facebook Messenger and everything to just keep ourselves sort of sane and being able to see faces a little bit. And Omar would come over like every two or three weeks or something like that and just kind of hang out for a little bit. It was like human interaction. (laughs) That's I'm like, you've been quarantined and so have I. I am going to hug you. I know I'm not supposed to. I'm still going to give you a hug. Like it was, it was interesting, but like some of the fun, like I got to get back into playing Dungeons and Dragons. I hadn't played that since I was a teenager. And I was like, I miss my, I miss my gaming. And um, so being able to do that stuff and yeah. And two of the people in our group ended up like catching feelings for each other. So I'm going to a wedding at the end of the end of the month. It's the craziest story. Like, when did I when did I come over and have wine at your place? Like a few months back. Uh, Since the thing that we will eventually get to update. Right, 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 right. So yeah, we'll get into that next. But yeah, I went by her place and I got this whole story. Like, she literally like made a whole bunch of new friends in lockdown because, as she said, total introvert like you would have thought she enjoyed being alone. After a while, she's like. I need to talk to people. <laughs> before before we rock and roll out of this and get back to like massage stuff, 
Can you give me the opening from your five minute? Um, you guys have already heard it. I told the two. I told the story of the guy at the door. Okay, 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 okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. What, I told a, the what about our listeners who didn't hear it? And and the phone call. <laughs> Does that get well received on, on delivery? P- yeah, people liked it. Yeah. People got a good kick out of it, and they and like also they were my friends too, so they were like really rallying for me. Right, right, and right. my friend and the friend that was sort of setting up the 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 thing was doing it as a fundraiser. So I was like, I would never do this. I have no interest in doing this again. But I'll do it. But yeah, I told the the story of the the phone call for the guy that was trying to find the space for his girl, <laughs> and then and segued it into the guy at the door. We'll put in the liner notes so we episode that's it. <laughs> and then before we rock and roll into massage, like Amanda said, I don't know if it was this take or the first take or the second take or the fourth take at the beginning. You've been doing some things on social media. I'm seeing, I'm seeing you on stages. I'm seeing you with microphones. Oh, he's, he's talking to Omar now. Yeah, Omar, my famous friend. <laughs> no, there's nothing famous about me. I, although I, I've been a professional singer for more than half my life, and I had a friend of mine who asked me to sing backgrounds for Deborah Cox, and it was really awesome because um, not only is she the first um, Black Canadian female inducted into the uh, Canadian Music Hall of Fame which is a huge honor, but I got to be on stage with a bunch of friends of mine who have also done some amazing things. Um, also validating, because when I was there, while we were doing our sound check pre-show, um, I, I noticed somebody there and I was like, this guy looks so familiar. And when he turned around, I was like, whoa, that's the stage manager who did Canadian Idol when I was on Canadian Idol. Oh. I saw him, he saw me, we were like, dude, <laughs> it was all love. It was, it was really awesome. And, uh, just the whole experience was just, it was great. Um, like being backstage and, you know, being moments before, uh, I guess Chris Bosch introduced uh, Deborah Cox when, when she was inducted. Avril Lavigne, I was slightly in her way. I was like, oh, excuse me. She's like, no, it's okay. <laughs> Pardon me, Avril Lavigne. <laughs> she secretly loves me now. Deborah Cox um, reminds me of grade eight. Well, she's been performing <laughs> for that long. She yeah. really has. Well, I'm so glad we got to get some personal updates from you guys. And I'm going to just I'm just going to drop a bomb right now. OK, I'm just going to drop a bomb and then I'm going to let them talk. Literally, you got you got to play on words that much. Yeah. I'm going to drop a bomb right now. So, uh, yeah, we were supposed to have Ashley and Omar back for an update Um you know, after they got going again because of COVID, we even had some requests from some of our listeners saying, hey, whatever happened to Ashley and Omar, we'd love to hear from them again. So we were looking to have them back, scheduling things, blah, 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 blah. And then as it was getting time to us having them back to do an update, um, their clinic exploded. And I'm going to stop talking there. Let's talk about that. Yeah. I wasn't even there. I was actually on my way to another performance. And I got a call while I'm standing in the lineup trying to get something to eat at a because I'm like, mm, maybe I should eat something on the road. <laughs> and legit, Ashley was Ashley called me and said, yeah, so there was an explosion at the clinic. Part, do you mean lots of business came in? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> Actual gas explosion. So Ashley was there. So can we hear this story? I mean, I know I've heard it, but... I need you to tell this story. Replay the whole day for me like you did when I first called you when I saw one of you posted on Instagram. And for like, you know, for a hot second, I was mad at you. Then I was just concerned. I'm like, this is how I find out there's a fucking explosion. No, anyway. I didn't post shit. That was Omar. <laughs> I was like, what? So yeah. the day that I called you and said, are you OK? 
Walk me through that day, please. So I was when you called me, I was standing outside the building. Yes, we had been. I'll paraphrase the lead up. So we'd been dealing with leak issues at the office because of like roof damage or whatever. From a shitty property owner. Carry on. (laughs) It was had damaged. It had done so much damage. I was actually not even working in my treatment room. So if you stand at the front door and look at the desk, my room is directly to the right and I'm in the corner. And so I was actually working in the room directly to the left, which is a room that we had sort of like relegated for like when we finally hire a chiropractor, this is going to be like their main treatment room. It's big. It's got whatever. And so for we were on week six. It was December 16th. Um, the place had been smelling like tar and ballast and propane and whatever for six weeks because they were replacing the roof. And I came into the office and you could and you could smell the gas, but we'd been doing that intermittently all for six weeks. But I paid attention to it because I was like, if this gets any stronger, like we've got to do something. You don't mess with gas. I've been through a house fire. Don't want to ever deal with that stuff again. So smell never gets any stronger. I don't feel danger. Like I don't feel like I'm in harm's way doing laundry with static, even though there's gas smell in the air. Do you think you just got used to it? Like No. Because no. I was consciously paying attention for it. Because I'll just interrupt right here. I've told Mark this before. I am the. I would have been the worst person to be there that day. My nose doesn't work very well. I don't smell gas. Like if there were a gas leak somewhere, I probably wouldn't notice it, or I might notice it a little bit, and then I would habituate. Like there was once a propane tank in my trunk, and I guess maybe it was like leaking or something. I don't know. Mark opened my car door, and immediately he was like, "Dude, this isn't safe. Your car smells like propane." I was like, "I smell nothing." Well, because and because I, so my house burned down when I was fifteen, so I'm super paranoid about stuff that can cause fires. Um, so I kept going into other rooms to check. Okay. To try and prevent myself from getting no becoming nose blind. Right. Because I same thing, I worry about stuff like that too. Um and I'd close we like at the time we were we were doing half hours between clients still to make sure we could sanitize and do all the COVID protocols. So I would close the door as well to see if this the smell was building up a little bit. But at like 1:30 in the afternoon, I was in the middle of treating someone. And it was just this bang. And it sounded like something fell on the roof. Like it sounded like someone had dropped something. And I looked up and my client was still prone. And I looked up and all I said was the ceiling coming down and the wall coming in towards me because I was scaring the wall where the explosion happened. And all I could think was my client is a mom of two. This is her spine and her neck and her head as close to this stuff as possible. So I just started like kind of like hovering over her trying to be like an umbrella. Cause all I could think was I need to protect her because I can't, I can't let something happen to a mom. Like that was just honestly what was in my head. And I walked outside and I looked and the, there was a daycare right beside us and the door from the daycare had blown off the frame and landed on a car. Before anyone right now gets really, really nervous and freaked out, the kids were not inside. There were zero injuries. 
the smell wasn't as intense in our unit. It was stronger in the daycare. And so they had removed all of the children. Thank God. I just remember, again, I'm remembering that day. I'm remembering calling you. And that was one of the things I thought about. But like I just did, before I even got to ask the question, you said the kids were not inside. So I was like, oh my God, aren't you next to a daycare? Like fucking, I mean, it's all fucking terrifying. I can't believe you reacted so quickly and that you remember your thoughts. Like, you know, when things happen and people are like, it all happened so fast. I didn't know what was going on. Like, couldn't even, like, for example, the guy who got like stabbed in the neck on the subway where is that? Where did that happen? Was that in New York? Was that here? Like, I don't know. Do you guys remember that story? It was just like a couple months ago. Some guy got stabbed in the neck, like random attack on, on a subway platform. Yeah, anyway, I think it was New York. I think it was in New York. Anyway, when he was when he was recounting the story, he was saying like when it first happened, he thought he got stung by a bee. Yeah. Like because you're just in so much shock. So I'm just so impressed that you one, you remember, but you had like your right mind enough to be like, fuck, I got to protect this person on the table because like her spine is there. Like, I I don't know that that would have been an easy thing to do. I think it would have all just been happening so fast and I would have been looking around and like a deer in the headlights. The other thought that was in my head, because I had two that ran through, because when I heard it and saw everything moving was genuinely like, did they hit a weak beam or something? Like, did they drop something on a weak beam? Because years ago, someone had given me like one of those chocolate oranges and I smacked it on the wall of my mom at like when I was at home at my mom's place, but I caught the seam and I didn't hit it that hard, but it cracked the plaster all the way to the (laughs) ceiling. So I legit was like, did they drop it on like a weak point? And it's just that like, domino effect of things just like crumbling down because it was like an unstable place or a really weak inch because I was just like oh you've got to be kidding me so it was like these two super weird thoughts that went through my head but that's something you're born with by the way that's like a pure pure fight or flight because yeah. people will only respond one of two ways in those scenarios. Either I'm so, you're gonna sad, stay I'm and so protect, sad that I'm the you're gonna stay the and protect or you're gonna bolt as soon as it happens. Like you you that's that's you're born that way. Um I fled the first time. I fled when it was the when it well, no, actually I can't even say that I fled when it was the fire. I fled eventually when it was the fire, but But your first instinct wasn't I just gotta get to safety, right? No, so I went you're like born even that with, way. Even with the fire, it was like running downstairs to check to see if the tenants were awake. See, you're born that way. A couple things that I really do love about Ashley that I really want her to start giving herself more credit for is her brilliance and you know, it could be a mas- being a massage therapist. It could be partially because she's played hockey, you know, uh, most of her life. But her mind is very sharp and she understands how to think through things very quickly. But she also puts people first. So in that situation, I don't know how I would have reacted if I heard a loud bang while I was treating a client on the table. Well, I, and, I, I, and seeing like the wall and the ceiling like coming in at you like you know that this is not just oh something was dropped like something is wrong yeah like the the room distorted while she was treating somebody and then instinctually also leaned over the person and covered them and then said yeah i think we gotta go that that is not just that's 
that's innate. That's something that that is very beautiful that I really want to highlight. You are dope in many different ways. I was super thankful you weren't here because you weren't there because it was the 16th. I need like that was also one of the thoughts. And I don't I don't even know if I said that to you because I was borderline hyperventilating on the phone with you. But I know I, I remember saying it to you later was like of the many things I am thankful for you not being there. Just so you guys know, December the 16th is my youngest brother's birthday and he passed away on December the 15th of 2007. So the fact that the explosion also happened the day of his birthday was like, okay, I don't know what I'm trying to learn universe, but I'm just glad everybody's okay. You know what I'm saying? It may not, I mean, it could not, it may not necessarily be that deep, but it's just like, that's a terrible coincidence. Well, and that's what it was to me. Like, that's why it's sort of, of all of like, the many things I was thankful for. And I was just like, because of everything that you've gone through and everything that your family has gone through, I was just so glad that there wasn't another thing to add to it. I was glad that it wasn't something that would stress your family out. And I was also thankful nothing happened to me to fuck up that day even more for you. No, no, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have been a, the day was messed up because something happened to Ashley. That's, that's the opposite. I mean, adding that on to like adding insult to injury. Nah, and and neither, they're, they're not synonymous either. Like I think you know th- the fact that you were concerned, I appreciate. But I think all in all, the fact that so what was happening, I guess the, you can correct me if I was wrong or if I am wrong. So while the roofers were doing their thing before they removed the HVAC from the from the roof, uh, let, let's let's paint a picture. There are about nine units in this plaza, and this explosion affected. All of them. So either by explosion or by the gas, like we had, we have uh, Domino's pizza. You can't sell the food anymore because of the gas leak. You have to throw it away now. There was an African uh, grocery store. Again, you've got to toss away the food. The daycare was ruined. We had adjacent walls to the daycare. There was the keto store that also, he had a video I watched the video of not only the explosion happening, the ceiling caving in, the walls caving in, but seconds later, someone who was working in the back running out from the store after the explosion happened. So this was a, it looked like the scene, if you think die hard, that's probably the best way to, to explain it. And on the news, if you, if you Google it, explosion, explosion in Scarborough, you'll see glass on the floor. It was, it was terrifying. Children's clothing because of the stuff that got blown out through the daycare. And uh, apparently when the HVAC was removed, I think they're supposed to raise piping and all that stuff a little bit before they remove the HVAC. No, I correct. Like I said, correct me if I'm wrong. The gas pipe is not supposed to be more than 10 inches out of the, the roof. And they had lifted the pipe three feet up. Gotcha. So they had broken the seal on this pipe up in the roof where it, and this was the main line that went down into the hot water tank for the daycare. So are you saying this was actually a preventable accident and this is somebody's fault? Thousand percent. Is anybody getting reprimanded for this? Reprimanded? Don't know. But I know that they're definitely dragging their ass when it comes to one, taking responsibility and two, fixing everything. So does your insurance cover all, all your loss? Or are there things that you guys are just out? Insurance, when it comes to a situation like that, which is, uh, it's just like a car accident. They figure out who's at fault first and whoever's at fault covers it. 
And then if there's any other damages, if there's any other issues with, um, you know, personal injury, personal loss, any of that stuff, then you start looking at who's going to cover it and who's paying who. But basically, it, it really comes down to whose fault it is. And none of the, the tenants in the property, it was not their fault at all. So um, once the, uh, well, whoever's at fault, once their insurance takes care of it, then our insurance will say, okay, well, you have coverage for like things like loss of income, um, you know, depending on how much you pay for your premium. Uh, but that's, that's the, the gist of it. So Ashley, you did a, like a little shrug there when Mark asked the question. So at this point, you guys are still like, what are we seven months post explosion? Five and a half. Five and a half. Okay. Five and a half months. And so they haven't, they haven't done anything to supplement income or anything. Wow. So what, uh, what's been going on with the two of you? Like we know Omar's been on stage a lot, but in terms of treating, is any of that happening? Or are you both just on a pause right now trying to figure out what's next? Little, little bit of mobile work. Um, I didn't, I did one treatment in January. I just, I needed, I could not put my hands on people. It's like, my head is not in a good space to do this. And I do not trust, like, not to sound like a hippie, but I mean, Amanda, I love the fact that you coined science hippie because that is very much me as well. Um, But I was like, I've had treatments from people when they are just not in the right place or the right head frame to be putting their hands on people. And I was like, I can't do that to someone. Mm -hmm. I cannot disrespect their time and their money and anything else putting my hands on them when I'm not in a good place to do it. And I was like, I can't do it. Can't treat in January. And so by the time February came, I had sort of like done a lot of processing and my gallows humor had kicked in and, and everything. And so I was like, okay, now I can, now I can laugh at it because we're on, we're, we're somewhere else where pieces can start falling pieces can start moving like moving into place and stuff like that again but we're okay i mean it was kind of comical i mean let's let's put it into perspective grand opening two days later grand closing and then <laughs> and then a gas explosion that shuts everything down yeah so the universe is like ha gotcha but i think i think this is really just i, I always look at things like this as a test of resilience and I know, you know, Ashley and I have come very far in our personal lives and in our friendship. So in business, this is really just, it's one of those things that are going to be like, okay, how are you guys going to roll through this? I guess the obvious question then is, how are you rolling through this? Doing a little bit of mobile work. Um, I was really, we were able to get like the the emergency business account, the, the 60,000 loan. Mm-hmm. Thank God. So that's been kind of supplementing things where it needs to, to sort of like make sure that the bills that I have are paid. And um, yeah, I probably won't get to take advantage of that payback 40 so that I have like the 20, like forgiveness thing, but I'm like, you know, no one could have accounted for a fucking gas explosion. No, they could. Mark's face right now is like, I don't even know what to say. When you own a business, make sure that your insurance is on point Yep. because you, I mean, no one ever sees it coming. 
in, in Jamaica, we say trouble don't set like rain. You don't see it coming. Um, so making sure that you do have a proper insurance provider and proper coverage in case something goes wrong. You never know. I actually had a chiropractor tell me randomly a client slipped and broke his femur in two places in his office. And it freak accident. There was the floor wasn't wet. There was nothing going on. Just ugh. and yeah, breaking the femur already it was like this is this is weird. And he's like, yeah, it was a nightmare. The client knew it was a freak accident. I knew it was a freak accident. There was no hate between us, but it was on my property, so I had to make sure that he was covered, and and my coverage did it. Um, so aside from your own uh, insurance, know that you may actually have some coverage as well. You should read the details of your liability insurance because you may also have some coverage for that, depending on the issue. So make sure you do go through the contracts, not because you've waited till the last day before you needed to get your insurance when you renew your license. Really read it, really understand what your coverage is because you never know. And if you are a subcontractor, look into it and get your own stuff because you're not going to be covered. Like the business's loss of income is not going to cover you. Right. When something like this happens, do you automatically go into survival mode and figure out how you're going to make things work? Or is there a moment of like, just sad you know what i mean like i i think i would be fucking bummed out for a while i wouldn't go right into oh pivot i gotta do this i gotta do this and make that shit happen i'd like wallow in my stink for a little bit uh i i do both simultaneously <laughs> like amanda can test to it like attest to it because she was like listening to my incoherent rambling that would go coherent and it was like Oh my God. Okay. So this person's got to get paid out for the money that they made. And then this and this and this. And Amanda's like, just stop for a minute. She was, as Omar said, genuinely worried about everybody else. And I was like, can you calm the bleep down for a second? Like your clinic just exploded. And I mean, forget I, if we're talking about emotions and sadness. I would be mad. And then I'd be, oh, I would. I'd be mad for a hell of a long time. And then I'd be sad for a hell of a long well, time. All I kept and then thinking, I'd pick myself up like nine months later. Like, well, all I kept thinking, though, yeah, was not even like, you know, the practical stuff. Like, oh, how am I going to pay my bills? How am I going to do this? How I, like, I was also thinking about the fact that since I met Ashley, I think we met, we met at the end of 2015. And since I met her these plans were in the works, you know, I'm opening a clinic. She had, she had a whole like five year fucking plan and it had finally like come to life. And I remember even having a conversation with Omar one time and saying like, you think she's going to do it? You think she's going to do it? He's like, she's going to do it. And I was like, you think you got to push her a bit? Cause it was, you know, she's so meticulous about the way she plans things. And I said this on the last episode that like, everything was just planned so perfectly like I remember the the first time you showed me like look we registered our domain name and then it was like look we got this logo made and like look this so I was thinking about all of that because I can't help but you know as much as I seem like I have a black heart and you know no feelings whatsoever I was like this was also your fucking baby right like for five years all I heard about was this clinic this clinic this clinic this clinic and then here's the clinic so when all of this happened, I was like, I'm not worried about how you're going to pay your bills and whatever, because you're Ashley and you'll fucking figure it out. It was like, man, that fucking sucks. 
And I'm just getting nodding from both of them, not to bum everybody out. But I, I just I genuinely felt like, man, how like what a kick in the teeth right there. Well, and sort of the fun is like my mom has a really good gallows humor as well. So people people knew and my mom was really my mom was really kind of happy about how things had built because she had seen what we had managed to do in 2020 versus 2021 and you know getting my income back up in that span of the year to where it was supposed to be and so people would be like oh well Ashley opened her business how's it doing she's like well it was doing really great until it blew up and they're like oh she got really busy and she's like no it literally blew up did you get from anybody the uh, the I told you so is you shouldn't have tried to do you shouldn't have bothered why'd you bother doing something yeah no that's pretty no. good man I think I've got a fucking bunch of negative people around, <laughs> surrounding me no, there's just been a lot of genuine concern from clients and really people are just waiting to get back into the clinic you know I mean mobile is a, is a beast of its own um, and really, you don't want to go to everybody's house. You're right. I don't want to go to everybody's house. Um, energetically or even, you know, because of COVID, you can't control what's going on in other people's places. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, some people are just nasty. I'm sorry. Just... <laughs> it's mostly RMTs listening to this uh... and all of us are going. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Well, they know. Yeah. You walk into the place and it smells like. You know, the, the set of Michael Jackson's Thriller, just the graveyard, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, I'm not about it. Mulch on the inside of your house? No, I'm not, no. But uh, yeah, it, it's, uh, we've had a lot of support and people are still asking us like what's going on. They're checking the web, they're checking the website, they're checking the Facebook page, they're just looking for updates. And, you know, we just got to hope that you know they, they'll resolve everything as quickly as possible but again there are eight or nine other units well they have to fix the building structure first make sure that that's all technically sound and up to code and then when that's done they have to go in and fix all the individual units to what they were before they came in with the colors and the setup and the design and the soundproofing and they've got to do it properly so I, my guess is probably like August, September is, is probably when, yeah. when they'll, they'll be done. Could be longer. Oh, yeah. Ed forgot to tell you. We got robbed. I'm just going to drop my mic right now. When did this? Okay, t- talk to me. Because I was the only one in there, um, the cash box was unlocked. I'm literally the only person in the office. The door is locked if I'm, if I'm intreating. So of the millions of things that ran through my head, one of them was grab the cash box, but I grabbed the phone. I grabbed my laptop, my keys, so I could still get my house. Like I grabbed stuff and kept forgetting to grab the box. So between the 16th of December and my birthday, when we were allowed to go back in the office, which we went in the day after, some fuckwad went rooting through the clinic, found the cash box, stole $2,000. <laughs> Um, a Bluetooth speaker that we hadn't taken out of the box yet and a couple of other, and a couple of bottles of alcohol. And the thing is that we, we, (laughs) the clinic, the clinic had like, we have cameras in the building outside, but we don't have cameras in or did not at the time have cameras on the inside of the clinic. And even if we were to record what was going on on the outside, it was turned off because police and fire are the first on the scene. All of the wires had been cut. Because when they cleared the roof, 
they just cut any wires that were on the roof. So all the security cameras had been damaged. They weren't recording anything anyways. Holy shit. Balls, See, man. nine months of me being angry and sad, this now is like a, a year and a half. Like, <laughs> I, I just would have, honestly, I would have been like just fetal position on my bed for months. I don't know how you guys fucking do it. No, you wouldn't. I would do it. I can feel it. I'm going to get into that now. I think, you know, between, well, you know, we've, we've watched little things happen here and there. And depending on how people feel about it or gripe about it, you know, we've seen um, the rates of our registration fees go up. We've seen, you know, different changes in uh, uh, CEU reporting. We've seen just lots of little things and even just, you know, personal things between Ashley and I, little annoyances that we've said, all right, you know what, how are we going to deal with this? And we're, we're good to talk through it. When something like this happens, you're not prepared for it, but I am thankful that I do have somebody who I can lean on and be like, all right, what are we going to do? But first, are you okay? And just breathe and just figure it out. And there's a lot of moving pieces and a lot of contracts when it comes to insurance that you can't, you, you just have to be ready and, and make sure that your documentation is on point. This is a situation that could cause people, because when you get really overwhelmed and stress, people act in a way that's not themselves, right? Like Ashley said, she would start rambling to me and she would go between like absolute like mania and everything is fine and great to like, fuck, 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 fuck. Was there... Was there ever any tension between the two of you? Like, because you guys just seem so overly supportive of each other, which that's the only way I've ever known you. But did this ever cause you guys to be tense with each other? Because like, fuck, your business literally just exploded. Always. There's always tension. I think, well, this is one of my closest friends. So, of course, you know, there's going to be the tension at work. There's going to be, you know, some things that's like, bro, you said you were going to take out the garbage. You didn't take out the garbage or you didn't put through this claim properly or like those things happen. But with this, how is there, how is there an opportunity to even be angry at something that was, you know, quote unquote, end quote, an act of God. You know what I mean? Uh, well, actually, no, this is more of an act of negligence. I'll say that lightning striking would have been an act of God popping a gas wire and raising it way higher than it should be. That's yeah. You need, you 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 definitely go to school on the short bus for sure. But yeah. I don't think there's been any, there was any real conflict surrounding the the explosion as far as Ashley and I are concerned. We've no. just been taking it all in stride, you know, just making sure that we're we're good. And as you know, as things progress, we're really just getting more frustrated because it's taking so long, so long for everything to just get resolved. Yeah, which unfortunately none of that was surprising, and that's why, like from the jump, I've. I've said like the best best case scenario was August. Yeah. And that was when when the house fire happened. That was the beginning of March. The house sat empty for they cleared everything out. The house sat empty for three weeks while they figured out whatever with contractors and permits and whatever to do the work. And we didn't get to move back home until August when they're like with the house like burned down and that was a thousand square feet so let alone now you're getting into something where our units is two thousand square feet so you weren't expecting this you weren't expecting any kind of quick moving on this you you've been prepared to be mobile for a little while um 
by the sounds of it, based on everything that Omar was saying, you know, how they're going to rebuild a- exactly the way it was and the colors and whatever. Is there any consideration to just like, let's not just do this anymore? Because I'm this, staring this at both exactly you guys. Exactly what I was about to ask. I'm staring at both you guys and, and you guys are so positive about it. And like you're, 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 you're counting on the months when it's going to be back. I'm like, is there any part of this is like, fuck, let's just fucking walk away, man. Let me just walk away from this no i mean we've invested not only you know not only resources but our our hearts into this you know what i mean the reason that we've stuck around so long in the practice and survived the um what was it the eight years that that was suggested the lifespan of a massage therapist stuck around because we genuinely love taking care of people and it's not that you know sure anybody can turn around and get another job or figure out another way to, to survive. We're, we're, we've got brains, we've got all of our mental faculties and all of our limbs. We, we, we can figure it out. But we actually have a really great circle of people and really great clients, and they're really waiting for us to get the clinic open. So, you know, for them, we're trying to stick around, help who we can in the meanwhile, refer out so they can still get care if we can't take care of them. And eventually we'll, uh, you know, when the clinic's up and running again, we'll be okay. But yeah, I, I don't think there's ever been the thought where it's like, ah, fuck it. I'm out. I'm done. Yeah, no. I, I still love what I do. Yeah, and I like that you guys every so often still like give us a little update on social media. Like, you know, I did I did question like what Mark just said. I was I was about to ask the same thing. Like, you know, Omar said they're going to rebuild everything the same. So I was like, oh, so like it's 100%. You guys are just waiting for it to reopen. I once in a while would have thoughts like, I wonder if they're just going to say, fuck it. Like, you know, this is all too much. Forget it. But then every once in a while, you give us a little update on Instagram. I'm like, oh, they're still here. Level's still here. Okay. It's all good. They're still here. Just waiting for a space. But I mean, like, I and I've got, like, I've got ideas that I've got that I've been working through and sort of planning out stuff for next year. And um yeah, I was literally running an running a promotional type of idea or something to kind of get our name out with almost like last week. That would that would be fun. So like, there's just there's so many different things, and I mean, even my my weirdo friends online, I love them to pieces. I absolutely adore all of them, and I have lost count how many of them because they know what happened. So they were like, let's get into zoom. So they were like talking, helping talk me down that night on zoom just to like, make sure that I was okay. And multiple times they've all been like, how are you with money? Like, if you need money, tell me like, these are people that have never met me in person. They know me. They've known me for two years through zoom and through Facebook messenger. And for some of them playing D and D. So like a little bit of extra zoom time and whatever. And they're like, if you need anything, tell me, I will like, I've I've got you. If you need money, tell me like, they're so adamant about it. Yeah, you guys have a really good support system. But I'm I'm happy to know you are still around. And it's good to know that you're still working behind the scenes. And it's true, your clients are waiting for you. I actually met one of Ashley's clients uh, last week, because um, I actually treat one of her family members. This was, you know, from way back at the place that you and I both worked at. We treated a mother daughter. So I treat the daughter, you treat the mom. And uh, mom wasn't able to see you for whatever reason. So daughter sent her over to me for the time being. She said, Is Ashley okay? Is that like she was genuinely concerned? She's been to 
she's been to our place twice now and she's like, have you talked to Ashley? Is Ashley okay? Everything good? Like your clients are just waiting for you to come back. All right. Well, since Omar has to take off, why don't we wrap this up for the night? Thank you guys so much for hanging out with yeah, us so late. Was awesome. Thanks. <laughs> you guys have been listening to two massage therapists and a microphone. Peace.